shut up, you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the canoe route, popped in a portal and got in a fight. Elias knocked him out. Bow, Marco fighting style. Bow, you'll see he tapped out. Bow, we win, we get crowned. Monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth, monkey mouth. Alright everybody, welcome back to the Ones Who Woke Up podcast. This is Joshua as always, and today I've got with me... Guy Brown. I'm an Austin uh, comedian. You can find me all over. I will be performing at most of the open mics or whatever shows I can get on right now. I'm uh, currently uh, guest hosting. I don't know how it goes, but uh, I'm doing Electric Church right now, temporary at the moment. On Tuesdays, sign up 845, show at 9. Super cool. Hell yeah. Dude, that's dope. And uh, so, how did you how did you get into doing comedy in the first place? Uh, I uh was like inspired by like the early '90s SNL guys, like Sandler, Rock, Farley, Spade. That was like <clears throat> my first like true love for comedy. Okay, hell and yeah. All that and I was like, respectable, oh. bro. Respectable. Yeah, I was like, oh man, I want to do this. And being from Wisconsin, it's like Chris Farley's a fucking legend up there, too. Is he from Wisconsin? Yeah, Madison, Wisconsin, dude. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, like, I'm, like, one of the biggest Chris Farley fans. Like, I remember when I first started doing comedy, I went to Madison, and Chris Farley's brothers were there. Oh, and fuck. <clears throat> I got to talk to him a little. Like, I asked him, like, what's Adam Sandler like? They're like, oh, he's a genius. And then, like, uh, they said he's real, like, he's nice, funny, all that. And then I asked him about Chris Farley. Uh, because I read this one book on SNL, and uh, Chris Rock wrote a part where he's like, Chris Farley invites him into his room, and he's just like, hey, come here, check it out. And he walks in, and Chris Farley has his like bare ass outside the window in how many story buildings, and all of a sudden, he just drops a shit right out the window. Oh my God. <laughs> and that was one of the stories I had to ask him, and they're like, yeah, I remember that. Like, Did he really just take a shit outside? What a fucking crazy person. That's right up there with, like, Ozzy pissing on the Alamo. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you, know Did you not know that happened? Ozzy Moon? <laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. No, I heard like about Ozzy. Yeah, that sounds like, some yeah, that sounds like a, hey, I'm going to go piss on the Alamo, dude. He doesn't give a fuck. I, I, got, I don't so, give a fuck. <laughs> so I, uh, I actually got to see him live, which was really, really dope. Oh, my God, yeah, dude. Yeah, so... Uh, Back whenever Hurricane Katrina rolled through, do you, do you remember what year that was? I think it was like oh five, oh six. It was the year that Drew Brees went to the Saints. <laughs> like what, they, a, what a bad omen. Yeah, I know, good, right? He did good it's, for them. Yeah, he did really good. It's just like, hey, we get a hurricane, we ruined a city, but we got a quarterback after you, you all know, those you years. Know from Austin, right? <clears throat> yeah, dude. Him, Nick Foles, Baker Mayfield. A lot of good quarterbacks come from around here, bro. A, oh, lot, of, a yeah. lot of good athletes come from around here. 2005 that's what i figured okay so 2005 i went and saw ozzy perform uh with black sabbath um it was i believe the last time they ever performed together and uh it uh it was at Ozfest. oh and, yeah. yeah i got to go to Ozfest, and it was the year they had uh slipknot corn uh black label society because zach wild played guitar for ozzy and them um <laughs> for yeah dude it was legendary and at the very end ozzy and them were headlining yeah and bro <clears throat> we were we were in spring texas or the, or the woodlands one of the two it's one of those venues kind of out in the woods in the southeast texas area and bro hurricane katrina rolled in in the middle like right as they were like coming out to start performing oh my god and people started to leave and ozzy was like I'm the prince of fucking darkness. Yeah. None of y'all get to leave. And people stopped leaving. And, bro, it was like the lightning was timed with the music type shit. I mean, it was, it was fucking pouring rain. And they were still jamming on stage. And there was so much lightning. It was so terrifying. And they just kept right on playing. And they played for a hot minute. And the rain did not stop. Like, at all. Like, homie, like, we, everybody was out in the rain for an hour before they even started leaving. Holy shit. shit. Yeah, Ozzy put on an amazing performance. And it was, again, bro, like, you imagine Iron Man 
burr, and right when yeah, they go burr, in the you rain, get a big strike of lightning goes across the sky as they go burr. It's fucking yeah. like they're probably on something too right. while they're watching that shit. So oh, it yeah, makes oh, it even more legendary. Yeah, it, dude. But it was like it's like a core memory <clears> for me, bro. It was one of the coolest fucking things ever. Yeah, I, I got a Black Sabbath hat and I went to a fucking podunk little high school, and. uh they tried to accuse me of worshiping the devil. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, they also tried to wor- accuse me of worshiping the devil again whenever I wore a Danzig shirt to the school. What the fuck? You know, Danzig, they have a demon. That's one of their like big things. That's they have the Danzig wrote across its horns type shit. Yeah. And I had that shirt, and oh my god, you'd have thought that I'd fucking walked in with the severed head of a goat. <laughs> you know, I went to my my te- my my high school had a total of four hundred people in it, counting the staff the middle school, and the elementary. Oh, Jesus. I went to a, uh, so the city I so grew up So it was like in, all one school? Yeah. And uh, the school that I went to was in a city of 1,100 people. Uh, so you're from a small town too, huh? Yeah, well, I mean, I lived in uh, Circleville, which is between between there and there. Like, it's just out in the country. Yeah. You know and I was, like, out in the country like, on the come up. Oh, yeah, like, I... Uh, Making forts in the bloodweeds type shit. Oh shit, yeah, I feel that like one of my buddies like he went to Ozfest like every year. Like and it was like like we lived in a small town too in Wisconsin, so like he always had the Marilyn Manson shirts, the Ozzy shirts, like the the very very graphic ones and this like when we were in middle school too. It's like every year like when this flag fly, I I respect it. Yeah, he just be wearing it all the time like every year he he went to Ozfest like every fucking year that I knew this guy and he'd be like, "Dude, I just show up shorts no shirt because he's just gonna go buy a shirt right away every fucking year it's like one of the most coolest fucking things ever That's smart. and i'm I like, like damn i gotta go and then like i think i came close to one year because i think that was the year that like lincoln park was cool and i was like yeah. oh i want to see these guys i never did it but like i was heard those shows were fucking legendary like my friend like he said that Ozzy looked at him when he was singing, and he said he, like, nearly creamed his pants. And we were middle schoolers at the time, so I don't even know if he could ejaculate yet, dude. <laughs> Man, you like, in fu- middle school, you're definitely coming, probably. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. I've done so many <clears throat> drugs since middle school, bro. That shit is all over. Were we ever even really in middle school? Did that even really happen? Yeah, I don't know, man. It was, like, all a blur, man. I don't know. I was like, I wasn't on drugs. I was just like humping everything in sight, dude. I don't know. I was just like, a <laughs> I was horny on drugs bastard. and humping everything in sight, bro. Oh like, man, that had to be better as a kid because you could probably just, just like get like one little hit of something, then you're just like humping a rock or something, dude. Well, the truth is, I was out in the country, so I could hardly ever get my hands on anything but weed, and it was Mexican brick weed swag. <laughs> it was abysmal cannabis stuff that. Oh if, man! If you tried to hand me weed right now if you were like bro let's smoke a joint and i was like hell yeah and you busted out weed that looked like the weed that i was smoking in high school i'd be like <laughs> bro let's just hit it out <laughs> yeah. just no thanks let's not even Does it bring back the painful memories <laughs> it's just gonna give me a headache like bro that's that's wow oh, i can't yeah. believe it i like, can't believe that we ever even got high off that shit back in the day oh man you gotta start out crappy man like you smoking shitty weed back in the yeah, day yeah smoking shitty weed like one of the first things you smoke out of is like a soda can or something like that oh, yeah that happened to me too that's definitely we're all gonna have alzheimer's on account of that oh yeah i was like man then like i think i saw a 40 year old virgin i'm like that's a good idea because steve carell was smoking out of an apple or something like that <laughs> and i was like yeah i definitely want to smoke out of an apple and then go eat that bitch that shit was fucking good, man. <laughs> yeah, well, you're all high. <laughs> and then you get a fucking apple out of it, too. Apple's all juicy. It's great. Oh, man. It's like, sa- it's sa- just it, like... Oh, it satiates your munchies and your cotton mouth all at once. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, you're thirsty as what, fuck. What a bingo. Oh, man. I remember being, like, under my buddy's sink, just, like, having the fucking faucet on. <sighs> Oh, that man, was, I was way sick. too fucking gay, bro. I cannot not point out how goddamn gay you just were for milking your buddy, bro. You know how gay I was oh to be god. dehydrated? Oh my god. Dude, I was thirsty, man. The only thing to drink was coom. Yeah. The only thing oh to drink man, was yeah, cum. there you go. You just gotta go milk the gay man in the morning to go get your daily dose. No, no, you were in Wisconsin, y'all certainly had plenty of cows. You could definitely just go and like yeah. Get in on that kind of action, oh yeah i was like man you really had to it's kind of funny because like they said like white people are like the most like not lactose intolerant like every other racist so like you know like it was a white person who was the first guy to suck on a cow's tit and go huh this tastes really fucking good i'm like who the hell was the motherfucker to suck on a cow's tit and then <laughs> also now we got cheese like i love cheese but i was like man there's like we at the same time have to be really grateful for some pervert sucking on a cow's tit 
And now, like, even when I got the munchies, you got the Captain Crunch, you got to put the milk in there, and you got to say, God bless this pervert. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Man, Captain you're a sick Crunch, fuck, but Captain Crunch that fuck. may or may not cut the roof of your mouth. Yeah. Has that actually ever happened to you? That never happened to me, dude. It never happened to me, but I remember <clears> there was a joke on a TV show about it one time. Yeah. Like, I don't remember the joke on a TV. I just see that meme all the time, and, like, I've never cut myself with uh, Captain Crunch, dude. You probably like, just weren't allowed to eat enough of it there were probably kids who just had free reign to all the cap and crunch and they just eat two big massive bowls of it and it just shred their shit like they just ate fiberglass for an hour yeah dude i was like oh my god like i remember like being like cottonmouth after eating all that stuff i was like shit although one of the worst things i did with captain crunch is i remember one time i was really drunk and uh i had like no uh, oh yeah just a little bit well, uh, so, yeah yeah, one time I was, like, really drunk, and I had no milk, so I just uh, poured beer in my cereal. Oh, you're a piece of shit. I was like, dude, I still ate it. I think because I saw it in some movie. I forgot who did it, but some guy poured beer in a cereal, and then I was, like, really drunk, and I'm like, you know what? That might be a good idea. Like, I'm drunk enough to give it a try. Yeah, I'm like, I'm drunk enough to get a try. I get more drunk. I get some fucking Captain Crunch, dude. I bet the Captain Crunch is good for a while till it isn't. You know? Yeah, I was like, thank God I don't remember the taste, dude. <laughs> Just hammered. Uh, bro, I remember being young and uh, we were uh, we were all just super high. We went to, oh my God. Shout out Rodney <laughs> and Timmy and B-Rad, who's now in perpetually in jail. Oh um, I think that was it. I think it was them and Kevin when we went to the Blunt Lady's house in Taylor. Here in Taylor. Oh, God. There's a lady called the Blunt Lady. I mean, this is 20, fucking forever ago, so who knows if she's still around. There was a lady called the Blunt Lady, and you just go buy blunts off her $5 a pop. And we bought $30 worth of blunts. Had like six blunts between like six of us. Oh, shit. <laughs> put that shit all to face immediately, bro. Just smoked all of it. As teenagers, you know what I'm saying? So we were fucking space cadet high. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember making the biggest, stupidest ham and cheese sandwich ever and dipping it in Reese's cereal. What the fuck? <laughs> I distinctly remember this shit. Oh, my God. God, I was expecting like a hot tomato soup or something. <laughs> I went to the Reese's, bro. Oh, Jesus. It was great. I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, man, was... I could imagine if you're high, anything will be good, dude. So there's a lifelong <laughs> dispute in my family over who's the one who did this. And at this point, I don't even know if I really recall who really did it or not. But uh, either my dad or my brother ate. A piece of bread with peanut butter on it and hot Fritos. A peanut butter hot Frito fold. That might be good if you're high enough. I ain't gonna lie. I, I I'd eat it if it was right there. I probably so would. It was, so it was probably my dad because we were because we were young and my dad was always getting super high. <laughs> oh. Redneck mole. Oh my Redneck god. Redneck mole. That's wonderful. Oh man, put on some Wonder Bread or something like that. Man, you might be getting some ass cancer after that, dude. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was a rough deal. Uh, but so that was probably some of the highest I've ever been whenever I was a kiddo. What a, What's the highest you think you've ever been? Oh, man. I remember during the pandemic. So, like, this is, like, the time I was making all the money doing Instacart. So I just, like, went to my dr my guy, and he got me some of uh, these gummy worms. And there were, like, 100 for each gummy worm. And I ate, like, three of these bitches. And I swear to God, like, dude, I saw it like I was seeing the devil or something. The best movie I ever saw when I was Edible High is uh, Into the Spider-Verse, dude. You gotta watch that Edible High. It's the fucking goat, man. I've seen it. I oh. mean, I'm, I'm always super high, so I get it. Oh, yeah. I was uh, like, I've seen Into the Spider-Verse several times. It's actually really, really good. It's like a low-key, underrated superhero movie. Like, they, yeah, dude. they nailed that. I actually, like, wholeheartedly... No notes type shit. Love that movie. Yeah, dude. Like, I think it was probably like one of the best like Spider-Man movies I ever seen. It's so underrated, dude. Like, even like when I walked into movie theater I, or like left the movie, theater, I was like, God, this was way fucking better than I thought. Oh, and so I was you, sober so, when so, I saw. And then when I watched it high, I was like, This is even better, oh, dude. So you watched it at home high. Yeah, I watched it at home because the movie theaters were closed, and then like. Okay, I got you. I, I had to you. like turn it off. Because then I was too high. I watch it again, Edible High, but like a lower Edible High. 
I couldn't be this edible high. I was like, dude, I was like seeing colors and all that shit too, man. You start seeing colors that you've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. Like shit starts bleeding in between for the foreground and the background. Bro, like your eyesight like ever get like so clear like you see like everything so like oh yeah yeah well that's a that's clear. a that's an a, that's absolutely a part of the psychedelic experience is increased visual acuity yeah dude yeah it happens anytime you take mushrooms or lsd or anything like that you you get like the wizard eyes bro oh dude for sure for like, sure dude i get that off edibles man i was like shit i saw the new avatar movie on edibles dude and i passed out halfway through but man I swear to God, I saw it like I was into land and stuff. Uh, dude, I think I saw Jesus when I was there, man. Like, like no lie. Like, I remember, like, I was just, like, like we were running into Avatar land. And, like, I think we were just, like, joking and laughing. And then he was going. I was like, damn, Jesus does. I was like, wait, I'm not even religious, dude. And I'm like, why am I having the image of saying Jesus loves me? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, okay, don't see Avatar 2 on edibles. <laughs> There's some divine truth in there, Bree. Yeah, I was uh, like, oh, my God. I was like, if I told my girl that, I was like, because her parents are, like, super religious, they'd be like, this is probably a sign or oh something. Oh, my God, he's a prophet. Yeah, it's like, oh, he saw him. He was playing with Jesus. <laughs> I was like, no, I was just super high. <laughs> That's great, dude. That's wonderful. <laughs> I was like, and it was like the long-haired one, not the one that like Jesus is supposed to look like. No, it's like the it's like the white person version of. What yeah, Jesus it looked. was like the white person, dude. I was like, I know the other one looks like uh like you would think he was like your cab driver or something like that, dude. Very <laughs> Middle Eastern, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I think like when they showed a picture, like he had short hair, he had like the five o'clock shadow or some shit like that. I was like. Damn, Jesus could have walked right past me, and I would have never known, dude. Yeah, y'all made him look hella normal. Yeah. Like a hella normal guy, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> He's supposed to be divine. He's supposed to be, like, someone I can't miss. The guy looks like everybody. Yeah, it's like, you can't miss it, man. I was like, it was, like, one of the funniest stories I heard. Uh, speaking of Jesus, like, I saw something, like, some kid, like, gave his grandma a picture of Obi-Wan Kenobi when he was in Star Wars. And she thought that was Jesus, and she hung it up. She had it up there for, like, almost a year, and nobody really had the heart to tell her that was Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> she eventually laughed it off, but I just remember the kid's dad was like, what the fuck did you do? Obi-Wan Kenobi was her only hope. Oh, yeah. You know, she was she was praying to Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's a, it's not a bad move to make. I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna pray to a fictional character, Obi Wan's oh. like <laughs> Obi Wan's like a cool one to fucking go after, bro. I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about starting an Obi Wan Kenobi based church. Yeah, dude, an Obi Wan Kenobi church would be badass. The Obi Wan like, the Obi Wan Kenobikins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, that was just Anakin's daddy. It's like the third time. Just he's like, yo, you can fucking kill me right here, man. Like, I'm stronger than you, just disappears. <laughs> oh, the fuck, dude. What a gangster. Oh, I know. Obi wants to shit, dude. Did you watch that new series, man? No. Oh, dude, it was so fucking good. No, I live under a rock. You'll have to talk to Mikey about it, because he, he'll be the only one who's seen it out of the two of us. Oh, yeah. I live under such a rock. I do drugs and meditate. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, you still go to space. Like, shit, oh, man. You could have been on Endor yourself, man. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I've been to places way neatoer than anything they've put on the TV, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And speaking of neato places that I've seen on the TV, uh, I, too, have a fun movie experience on drugs. Which, oh. I mean, I have several, right? Because I've, I've taken a bunch of drugs. But um, one that really keeps sticking out to me is uh, when I went to, on my birthday, watch uh, Infinity War. Oh, my God. High on three tabs of LSD <laughs> at the movie theater. Holy fuck. Yeah, bro. It's like, it, it, holy fuck is the only way to put it. I will say, though, that even in that incredibly disoriented high state, the big fight scene broke my, uh, like, I, I couldn't take it serious. I couldn't be like, oh, this is, this is a good movie. Yeah. Uh, like, even because they, they had it done up like it was 1770s, bro. Like, musket men were lined up at one another. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, if this is modern war with fucking superheroes, right, they're not going to line up in a field and go, we're yeah. going to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'd be doing some, like, clever shit. You know what I'm saying? They wouldn't bro, be just. They ripped off Star Wars, dude. 
well, everybody's ripping off everybody. Art is derivative. I ain't pre- I'm prepared to be yeah. mad at him about none of that. Which, on the subject of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, which, we ain't got to go off into all the details of my <laughs> LSD movie experience. The point is, I did that shit. Um, I was playing Jedi The Lost Order uh, recently, which is a video game. It's like a Jedi video game. Yeah. And everybody always jokes about how uh, the stormtroopers miss all the time. Right? Like, how they're so bad. Well, remember, they're clones of the best bounty hunter ever type shit. Like, they're, like they all get 100% on target practice. Um, and, and in my world, if they produce something and put the name on it and it's produced by the people who have the right to produce it, that's now canon. Like, if it happened in the video game, that's in the universe, in my world. In, like, my head canon. I don't give a fuck how anybody feels about it. Like, I paid $60 for that goddamn video game. That happened in Star Wars. Yeah, dude. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like, you got that little storyline in there. It's like, yeah. hey. And, uh, so, the, the, I was snooping in, listening in on a couple of stormtroopers who were speaking. And they were talking about how they both get 100% all the time on their, on their shooting, but they can't hit the Jedis. <laughs> and they were saying that they intentionally don't shoot directly at them because if they shoot directly at them they'll just bounce that fucking laser beam right back at them and kill them like like uh, like a dead-on shot to the chest to a jedi is a death sentence for you the guy who shot the blazer yeah and so they try and swarm them and like shoot where they would have to dodge to like they're trying to catch them like slipping basically like swarm them with too many places where all their potential dodge points where they could go to are taken up and then if you hit them with enough direct shots and they can't dodge one will get through right and so they have this like tactic where they're trying to get through but like they know they can't hit the jedis so they're like it's to the point where they're trying to shoot where they aren't for the sake of hitting them where they might wind up holy fuck that's how badass the fucking jedis are and that's also how good the that's also how good the the clone troopers are bro that's fucking smart man holy shit i was like yeah, because that was like the running jo- Was it the clone or the stormtrooper? You said clone troopers right there. But it was stormtroopers, right? Uh, I mean, the dudes in white that, uh, that okay, are clones. Yeah. The, the, the the clone guys, for yeah, sure. The, the ones dude. who got bought, the, the big armor that got purchased. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Those guys were like, we get 100%, but we can't hit the Jedis because they'll hit us back with the lasers. Like, we have to shoot where they aren't. Hopefully, they'll dodge into it type shit. Yeah, you would imagine so. That's fucking smart, dude. I was like, shit, dude. I, well, it just blew my mind because it finally, it finally, yeah. it finally brought it all together. Why, uh, like, pull that mic towards you just a little bit if you're going to sit all the way back. Oh, yeah. Um, sorry to make it all so, such a bother. But, uh, oh, no, it's all good. Um, but, yeah, it blew my mind. I mean, to the point that I'm talking about it on my podcast. Like, that shit stuck with me. That was, like, honestly, honestly, the, like, nugget <clears throat> of that whole video game that I was, because it got kind of repetitive. The game was pretty, like, yeah, it was, it was good. But yeah. I wish I hadn't paid full price for it. But getting getting that little nugget. Yeah, dude, getting that information, like, you can spread that knowledge. Anybody who talks shit about Stormtroopers, be like, no. Like, I wonder if it was, like, a writer or a producer, like, the guy who came up with Stormtroopers, be like, you know what? I'm sick of you ripping on the Stormtroopers I created. These guys can shoot. We just want to shoot that way so we can get them, you dumbass. That's enough, Stormtrooper hate. <laughs> it's, it's, it's either if they did it for the sake of, like, puffing their chest out, like you said, or... They had that thought from the very beginning. Yeah. Right? One of the two. And if they had that thought from the very beginning, then. Yeah, if that's from the beginning, you're what? fucking genius. Raw fucking I'm like, you're either a fucking genius or a stormtrooper defender, dude. <laughs> I was like. Uh, what, what, yeah, what, stormtrooper simp, bro. How you, yeah, how, you're a stormtrooper you... simp. He's like, hey, my favorite character is a fucking stormtrooper. You leave him alone. You don't like that... be picking on Luke or Han Solo. They're shooting exactly where they want, bro. Don't yeah. think that they can't shoot a target, bro. Oh, they can't. You know what? Your favorite character is Luke Skywalker, and he made out with his sister. Yeah, what do you got to say about the Stormtroopers now? He also, <laughs> so, he also, here's the thing about Luke Skywalker, is he held out faith for Darth <laughs> Vader the whole time because he saw that one nugget of good in him, right? Yeah. But then he turned on his, uh, his uh, Padawan because he saw one nugget of bad in him. You know what I'm saying? It was like... I'll go to the end of the earth for a guy who's in the dark side because I believe he has this nugget of good in him, but I'll turn on my fucking Padawan who is a good guy who I can sense a little bit of lurking darkness in because I'm afraid type shit. Like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, was that 
canon or was that something that disney like decided oh dude that was all disney i don't know what the fuck yeah so 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 that's like a pretty severe complaint on my end bro like because luke's i feel i feel like luke skywalker is cooler than that yeah dude i was like dude luke skywalker like i think like when they did like the books like he was way more badass he was never like grumpy old guy i was like they fucking ruined him like in the books like he had a wife and kids and shit like that I was like, they just made him like into some fucking hermit. I was like, man, go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, they ruined his character. So you would you would hope you would have hoped that uh, Disney would have stuck with the lore that had been created by the already, right? Like it sounds like if you were a big Star Wars nerd and you read all these books, you understood the verse perfectly, and then Disney came in and bought it and changed things up. <clears throat> Is that, do I understand that correctly? Yeah. That that doesn't seem like a very chill thing to do. You know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, I'm certain that that... So, now I guess I understand why the new movies upset people as much as they did. Because there is an established order of how things are supposed to be. And they were hoping that they were going to get artistic representations of what they'd already experienced and known. Yeah, comic books, movies. And yeah. Like... And, 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 and all that got thrown... So... so all yep. that got scratched whenever Disney did it. So, so man, that seems like a very, very like a short-sighted thing. Like, like, like there's so much, <clears throat> there's so much Star Wars lore. They could have easily just expanded into something that didn't exist, right? Like, like they could have easily just yeah. been like over here in this nugget of space. There's this thing that's happening that was never discussed in any of the previous lore. That's super badass. And that would have worked just fine. I don't see why they had to go and like change things. The like, I don't, that that seems not super There's chill. A Ronin yeah. Character that I think you'd really like. They wanted Keanu Reeves to play it, but since they scrapped all the previous stuff. Oh yeah, dude. Like, uh, well, and George I mean, you can Lucas. bring in anybody you want. Like they could. Yeah, they could. Like, uh, like so. So just because they scrapped the entire previous verse doesn't mean they can't go this particular storyline. We like it, and we're gonna work that in. Like, so I imagine <clears> if they want the fucking traveling samurai fucking Keanu Reeves character, Dude, fucking what John what John, John Wick in space. <laughs> yeah. It's, dude, it's just it's just John Wick in space. That. Yeah, bro, dude. John Wick with a laser blaster? Are you fucking kidding? Oh, I would dude, sign me up, bro. Like, I'd pre I'd pre order tickets. I'd be there. I'd be like, let's go. Dude. I'd be tied. Be getting my hands on some LSD, bro. We'd be oh we'd yeah, be dude. going to watch that shit super high, bro. Oh, dude, uh, I would totally do that. I'd be like, yo, like, I don't know if you watch, like, any of the Disney Plus series. Like, John Favreau's actually did a good job. Like, you know what? If you, like, let John Favreau run the Star Wars shit, I'd be like, okay. Like, I didn't hate the Star Wars sequels, but I also didn't love them. If they wanted to say, hey, we fucked up, let's try it again, I'd be cool with that. Maybe give George Lucas some intel while he's still alive. Take note, Disney. (laughs) Yeah, dog. Our man's got a fucking plan. What is this? Uh, he's the guy who directed Iron Man. He was in uh What the Swingers. fuck? That guy? Yeah, this... he directed Elf. Bro, the his... guy who's the fucking butler? Yeah. Is yeah, the dude. director? <clears throat> he was the fucking director. He what got Iron cheeky... Man started. He what got the che... MCU started, dude. No. Yeah. No. The people who did Blade got okay, the MCU Okay, we're talking to you away to MCU. Where it's I was like, man, but yeah, you already know they got all those universes. Yeah, yeah, they're going to do a multiverse. I was like, uh, I think they got, like, a girl blade now or something like that. But, like, cool. dude, Whatever. I'm like, I want to see Wesley Snipes still come back. I was like, when I think of Blade, I always think of Wesley Snipes. Like, if he had a daughter in there, cool. But, like, yo, like, Blade, it's crazy. Wesley Snipes is always my Blade, though. It's crazy that Wesley Snipes is, like, alive and in good shape and is perfectly capable of reprising his role. But he's such a crazy person that they're just like, nah, no thanks. Yeah, didn't he go to jail for, like, 10, 15 <laughs> years like or some Tax shit? evasion or some shit, which yeah. I, I ain't mad at nobody about that. It's not like he, like, beat up nobody. He just, like, didn't want to give the government their undue cut. So, like, oh, yeah. cool. No, I feel that. I was like, man. Like, homie should have went to the Cayman Islands. Like, I just, like, <laughs> should have went somewhere where that's legal, like the white people do. Yeah. Shouldn't have stayed stateside, homie. Like, should have gotten a P.O. box in a far-off land. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, dude. I don't know what else to tell you, bro. Like, like it's not, it's really not rocket science, man. Like, like, get a single financial advisor. If you're making blade money... Go find you an old white man that's, like, driving around a Bentley and be like, hey, bro, what do we do here? And they're going to be like, make X, Y, and Z moves. <laughs> and, like, it's going to be so such a simple plan. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, I'm getting an advisor. Like, when I make it, dude, when I get rich, I'm like, yo. I'm like, 
I ain't trying to go to no jail for I would, fucking government. I would say before you even get rich, like the moment that you start trending positively and you have spare cash, go ahead and start working with advisors on the financial side of things. Oh yeah, dude. Like I'm people, gonna, there are people out there who know so much better how to do your money than you do. Like there's insane ways to get money. It, insane, insane ways to to manage your money. Whenever you know what you're doing with it, I don't know what I'm doing with it, but I've yeah, met people. Lot, I've met people who are like incredible with it. So, uh, yeah, I got a buddy who's like buying an airplane right now. Oh Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, That's what's up. Yeah, I, the the dude who uh uh one of the managing partners for Escobars. Oh, fuck, dude. Yeah, he's been on this podcast. Damn, dude, that's awesome. Yeah, he was the first person who we did the podcast with. We used to do the podcast, not the first person we did the podcast with, the first person that we did the podcast with in the new arrangement. We used to do the podcast over there in that corner um, yeah. with the table arranged. We kind of sit and look at one another, but then we upgraded the mics and you know, <coughs> it's much more comfortable out here. Oh, yeah. And so uh, he was the first person to do it out here. And uh, interesting guy actually was one of his, I think it was his fifth employee at uh, Create-A-Sig, which wound up parlaying into the whole Escobar thing. Um, good guy. Known him a really long time. Like a really, really long time. But uh, that's a secondary conversation. Um, oh, yeah. Have you uh, have you ever done any psychedelics? Uh, not yet. Like, I'm open to it. What? Man. You haven't done any psychedelics? What's your nah, open to it? Huh? I was like, uh, just mainly weed and stuff. Uh, I've, I've got some DMT. Ooh, man. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking everybody's, about. Everybody's got 15 minutes. All right, is it 15 minutes? Uh, oh. you know, it's like, yeah, it's like five minutes of getting there, 10 minutes of being there, and then like a half hour of like, reintegrating right but the 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 half hour on the back end you're not really high anymore you're just really disoriented because you just had one of the most profound experiences you'll ever have oh my god dude. <laughs> yeah it's like whoa i so i did dmt once at well i've done it a bunch yeah but i was gonna the, say once <laughs> yeah, uh, but this one particular story that i have i really like um so I had some friends who were at the time were much more experienced psychonauts than myself. And they kept telling me that all of the psychedelics, if you take enough, take you to the same place. Like if you break through and shed whatever is you and get to whatever's left after that, that's always the same. Yeah. Like, that's always the way ego death go to the place where souls go between incarnations type shit hang out for a while that's like the same place every time and uh i wanted to confirm that because i'd already had heroic ridiculous experiences on lsd yeah uh where i did the whole thing like did the the whole thing <laughs> and uh and so i was like cool i've been there and back it's not too scary a path let's go and uh so i just like rocket shipped my way through the whole experience right like i was just trying to get to the end point and i got there and it was as though i had gone to an art museum and i sprinted through the art museum to get to the networking at the end and i was like hey guys i'm here what do we talk about and they were like, all that art that we just went by. And I was like, I, didn't, I, I, I was just sprinting to get here. And they were like, oh, you fucked that, you fucked that up. Oh, the man. points to take it all in. Yeah, you're supposed to enjoy the journey before you get to your destination, man. And I just was like, we're going Fuck. to the destination. And so they just kind of like laughed me out the room type shit. And, uh, Damn. but uh, I did get to go and like do the thing. You know, I, I like cruised around and like was Galactus for a while. Like, you, are you familiar with Galactus? Uh, nah. Galactus is a character in uh, the MCU, which I didn't know who Galactus was. I kept getting this beamed into my fucking head during the trip. This is what it's like to be Galactus. And so when I came out of my trip, I looked up who Galactus was, and Galactus is the world eater from the MCU. He's He was the last living thing in the universe as the universe compressed in on itself before it popped in you know, cosmic heartbeat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It pops and compresses and pops and compresses. And he was the last living thing as it compressed before it popped. 
And when it popped again, his consciousness merged with every single bit of matter that exists in the new eruption. And so Galactus is literally everything. And that was how I was doing. Like I was oh. out there doing Galactus. Holy shit, dude. Bro, I watched I watched solar systems collide. Like whole whole spinning systems go wham, wow, and spin off into fucking nothing. Oh my god, yeah. dude. Uh all kinds of neato shit, bro. Um, yeah, all kinds of neato shit. And uh then I was coming back and there's like a distinct sense of falling, right? Like you're somewhere out in space effectively. You're 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 still right here, right? But yeah, every point in space and time is accessible right here, right now. Because the universe is infinite. And so and what makes you you, the thing that sees in your mind's eye, isn't tethered to your body. It goes to places in space and time, and that's how you see them in your mind's eye. You're physically going there, and that you're channeling it into this meat sack. Yeah. And so I was way out there, and I had to fucking go back into my body, bro. And I was way, way, way out. God and <laughs> and I like fell back through the and like fell back through the entire experience. Like I didn't like literally take a linear track back to where I was, but there was a certain point where there's like an entry point and exit point. And that entry point and exit point is like the typical DMT experience that most people describe on the come up and come down. So I like kind of fell down through that and it like zipped past me real quick. I wasn't able to take any of that in. But it was distinctly familiar from where I'd passed through it on the way up. Yeah. And when I landed in my body, I could see the entire room. Everything was crystal clear. But on every surface, there was this, like, emanating zebra-striped Fabergé egg art on everything. And I could see my cousin Chop, shout out OG Chop, stroking his beard like this. And then I opened my eyes. And he was still stroking his beard. Holy fuck. Yeah, bro, I was looking at that room through my fucking third eye. Holy and shit. And that was the fucking thing that really struck me. All the Galactus talk, all the missing missing the art for the sake of the networking, all that. That's, like, cool and neat. But, like, the fucking thing that really was, like, ooh, whoa, was yeah. the seeing. Like, bro, my third eye was open open bro and i was um, and i could literally see the whole room and i was so high that i didn't know if my eyes were open or not you know but then i felt my eyes open and nothing changed in the room and it was like oh fuck whoa and like for a second there i could like blink and close my eyes and still see everything but pretty rapidly the effect wore off and it got to where if i closed my eyes it would go back to black but like bro there was a there was a sincere moment where like dog i did not need eyeballs to see the room at all like these these lenses here could be closed and there was still complete perfect spatial recognition of the space around me oh my god dude it was nuts yeah it was really neato bro i need like one of those kind of trips i was like i don't know if i'll be able to do it today but like yo i definitely want to go on that trip though like i want to see everything like i'm like so weak when it comes to edibles but i'm like yo this is like Come like make the edibles don't look like they're shit, dude. Well, so you can have like borderline psychedelic experiences on edibles, but um, the big thing is that you got to be like chill with letting go, right? Like, cause you're gonna leave your body, type shit. And yeah. like, if you try and hang on, it's gonna fucking yank you, and you're not gonna like that feeling. And like, the harder you fight it and the more like out of control and like the the more you try and fight it the more it's still gonna happen there's no there's no it not happening at that point and so like if you just fight it you're just gonna put yourself in for a bad time so you like have to be like willing to accept that you've taken a really really potent psychedelic and it's gonna do what it's gonna do and it's gonna run its course and it might feel like it takes a thousand years for it to go down but you'll eventually come back you know what I'm saying and you just gotta be it really fucks with your time hard like it fucks with time hard oh I believe really like I've never I've never seen a single person do it for the first time and they come back and they go how long was I gone and you go eight minutes and they go (laughs) what the fuck what the fuck Uh, holy 
should. <laughs> yeah, bro. So you know my uh my Insta my Instagram handle is Magic Man One O Eight. Yeah. So there's significance to one oh eight for me. Um, which there like out there in the world people say that the number one oh eight is significant for a variety of reasons that I don't necessarily buy into. But for me one of the the first the first big LSD trip that I ever had when I when had my heart weighed against the feather of truth in the hall of Anubis type shit. Uh I was sitting there and I was just so violently high in my comfy chair. And like we were, we were just like watching TV and everything was like, you know, we were just like doing normal guy shit, you know, like not like meditating, not doing anything crazy, you know. Yeah. It's like my first time. I didn't know what I was in for at all at all <laughs> and uh it was i looked down at my phone and it was 105 and bro hours went by and i looked down at my phone and it was 108 <laughs> and ever since then 108 has been like my psychedelic 420 anytime i see 108 i'm like i remember oh, i remember geez. guys Dude, that's so fucking awesome. Like, you remember a time, and now it's just, like, your whole fucking number. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, it's just literally... the... It's not even just the time, though. It's the fact that... It's the amount of time that I experienced pass between those two increments that I measured. Yeah. Right? Like, bro, I'm telling you. Hours went by between 105 and 108. And that's the thing, is the hours that went by. It was, like, no fucking way has it only been three minutes yeah another thing that happened on lsd one time we had this old 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 ps3 remote control that was the original remote control that came with my cousin jeremiah's uh system and we called it the og so it was the original remote control and jeremiah had gone in and done repairs to it and when he did that he pulled all the buttons out and rearranged them so it was like triangle wasn't in the right place circle you know they were all jumbled and but i mean like box you know, like where box is supposed to be was still box like if you pushed it it would register as box in the game but they were like just the oh yeah the buttons were wrong and uh but bro this remote hadn't worked for ages bro like i'd been collecting dust type shit yeah dead 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 and uh this is a whole other trip months later but uh we were playing this game where you were basically like an amoeba you would float around and just like eat other amoebas and become bigger and it was very very beautiful and very very easy easy to the point that we could play it on lsd and enjoy it and i looked down and the buttons were in the wrong place and i was like oh i'm just high on lsd and I was like, but that's not how this shit works. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make you see things that aren't there. It just enhances everything to the point that it's psychedelic. So it wouldn't make me feel like the buttons were in the wrong place. Let me take a harder look at this. And I like kind of gathered myself, took a hard look at it. And it was absolutely the OG remote control. And bro, I swear to God fucking shot lightning bolts into my hands bro it went out of my hands the moment i realized it was the og holy fuck and like we like had like a five minute bro down with the remote control <laughs> it was like no fucking way this thing is really alive right now and uh the magic of lsd brought that fucking remote control back to life bro it still works this day jesus christ dude yeah, yeah. it's unreal like, and it and it had like a full charge, bro. And understand, it hadn't even been on the charger in six, eight months. It was dead. Like even if it had a little charge, it would have expelled it over time just sitting there. You know what I'm saying? Like no, buddy. There's no reason for that remote control to ever have worked again, and especially for it to have had a full charge. Like there's just yeah. It just doesn't. It doesn't compute for your boy. It's just one of those mystical happenings that you just... It's a little win that we got while we were doing some fucking wild drugs. And this is reality now. <laughs> yeah. Bro, that does sound like some LSD shit. It really is. I was like, oh my god. Like, you just gotta be on something. Like, I don't know, like the... I felt like 
maybe I was on something I did edibles, so maybe I can relate a little, but, like, yo. Oh, you can. I was like, I felt like shit, dude. Like, I felt like I was in an afterlife when I saw Avatar, dude. I was like, damn. Like, I felt like I was in a movie. Like, all of a sudden, like, the afterlife was, like, we're just, like, in the river, like, washing hippos or something like that. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'm just seeing shit. But I was like, fuck, dude. Jesus telling me that he loves me. I'm like, damn, is is he real? What's going on, dude? Bro, <laughs> so so you've had uh, a psychic. That's a psychedelic experience. You were having a psychedelic experience. Yeah, dude. Like spirit. I was dead, yeah. but like I was in the afterlife. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, it's gonna be okay, dude. Like, yeah. I was like, man. So when we die, we just don't rot in the ground. I'm like, is this the afterlife? Like, no technology or some shit like that. Some girl with her boobs hanging out. I'm like, I can get used to that. Like. The girl that I saw, she had some buffet tables on her, so I'm like, hell yeah, I'm looking at it for the afterlife. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is that, so here's my thing, is that, I, again, I believe very sincerely that we're all one big organism, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like how they can prove that uh, animals are aware when they're being stared at, right? Yeah. They can prove that scientifically. They're smart, man. Well, beyond that, it's that the thing that compels the animal that's being stared at is the same thing that compels the animal that's doing the looking. And so the animal that's being looked at has access to the knowledge that it's being looked at peripherally through what I guess like a Catholic would call the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. The, 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 the thing that is divine that resides within all of us, that thing literally connects us all and makes us one big thing. It's like we're programs running on a computer with a solid state drive. And it's like you as a program have access to the information on the, on the solid state drive, whether that information is coming in from another program simultaneously or not. And that's why you're like, Ooh, I can feel that. You can literally feel it because we are one organism, bro. Like you are experiencing yourself when, when that happens. And so, uh, I mean, there was something I was working towards where we're all one. Oh, and so you had this experience where you were high on these edibles watching Avatar, and you had this, like, experience where you were in this other reality entirely, and yeah. you were wondering if it was the afterlife or whatever. And I think it was more like a dream state where uh, you have the ability, we have the ability, like, whenever you dream, I believe that that's actually your consciousness just in another thing. Like we have access to all those files, and so you're just experiencing that. And so I think yeah. that I think that you just disconnected like, from you this see so your hard. Dreams too, like your like alternate universes, like where you're at, like let's say like you're on Earth eighty two or some shit like that. I'm like, that it? I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, bro, it's it's real. Like if the universe is <clears throat> infinite, bro. Oh, I'm a big believer. In okay, it, dude. then then it is mathematically factual that everything that you can see has to exist somewhere right now right now and that's why we have the ability to see it you feel me because it really exists it's real it's just we're going to places in space and time and channeling what we're seeing back into this body here and now like you're like in your doppelganger's body like you just go and you see yourself in your other doppelganger or even if, like, in your past life or something like that. Well, it's, we're all I, one, bro. We're yeah. all one. Like, all the bodies, all the me's, all the Elias's, all the fucking ankylosaurs, all the fucking dude-washing hippos in the fucking Africa. Yeah. We're all one big organism, bro. There is no line of differentiation between you and me in my mind. You're literally the back of the coin that I'm the head of, bro. Yeah. We validate each other's ex- we validate each other's experience by like l- like space connects us, bro. There's something between us, literally. Oh yeah, like, and so it brought us together, man. Yeah, and so the the fucking point is that all of those lifetimes, all of those experiences are accessible to you here and now. All the knowledge that's ever every bit of experience that's ever been experienced has been loaded onto that cosmic solid state drive. The galactic consciousness that's aware of itself, that's the the, the, the the Holy Ghost that resides within me, that's simultaneously experiencing all of this, that's getting saved, bro. And so someone somewhere could dream and accidentally slip into the series of files that I loaded into the game. And they go, 
oh fuck i live this whole life as this dude who's running a podcast studio overnight in a dream that's because i'm accessible to them bro literally that's i'm real that's why they're able to fucking feel it that's why they're able to experience that shit that dude who's washing those fucking hippos yeah he's real and you slipped into his fucking meat sack within the fifth dimension, bro. Like, that's just that simple. Oh, like, it was like a beautiful life, too. I was like, damn, it was just so peaceful, man. It was just something nice. Like, I love all the technology, everything we got. But I was like, man, something about just being out in the wild, something just felt so right about it. Yeah, well, I mean, there's just nothing to worry about, man. That's the big thing yeah. is we, we we give ourselves so much to concern ourselves with now that there's there's so much extra input it makes it very, very difficult to be here and now, right? Like, bro, right here, right now is fucking magical. Oh, yeah. Like when you were that guy washing those hippos and you were standing there in the river and the wind was blowing and the fucking, and the grass was blowing and the clouds were nice and it was sunny and she was beautiful and the hippo's skin was glistening and the water was glistening and it was all beautiful. And that's all you had to concern yourself with was just the fucking Dude. divinity of the current moment, bro. Like, it was so peaceful. Like, that, it was so green. That's, that's the thing, bro. Like, yeah, like the sunset was going down. So it was like that orange. And then you got like that little purple in the sky. And then like somebody washing the hippos, that girl with those freaking meat toboggans out. Thank God I was standing in the water because I, I'll admit I was kind of wrecked when I saw those meat toboggans, dude. <laughs> but, uh, it was just a peaceful I, I'm mad at you, bro. Like, it does something to us chemically. There's a reason why we procreate. Like, yeah. that shit was wonderful, bro. But like... so the, the point is that you didn't have to worry about uh, if you're going to be at the show next week or if you're going to make it to your job on time or if you're fucking... Uh, if you're disappointing your mom because you didn't go to college the right way or, you know, all the like weird shit yeah. that we have to be considerate of, bro. Like when you're out there living that kind of Zen, natural human uh, existence, bro, you don't have to concern yourself with any of that. And I'm, and the point that I want to get across to people who listen to this podcast and to you yeah. is that you <clears throat> can be as Zen in this current state as you were then. You just have to trust your body, bro. I'm yeah. telling you right now that our our mechanisms that we inhabit, our brains, our bodies, our hearts, our guts, bro, they have the ability to calculate so much. We are like the most fascinating, overpowered quantum computers available on this rock. And, yeah. and our capacity to calculate and arrive at conclusions that are beneficial for us is so much greater than our ability to communicate it to ourselves, right? Like a lot of what we do when we're thinking is justifying our own feelings to ourselves, yeah. right? And you don't need to do that, bro. You can trust because your body has already made the calculation. That's why you feel. That's why it feels right because your body's already calculated a hundred thousand variables, that you could never communicate. It would take you a lifetime just to communicate everything that your body was able to be considerate of in a single moment. And it's just an impractical endeavor to try and communicate all that which can be considered and, has been, and is actively being considered by the body. And so just trust it, bro. Trust it. Oh, yeah. And you'll get there. And so you don't, you don't have to worry about tomorrow. And you don't have to be anxious about yesterday. Like, it's all going to be fine. And just... Focus on here and now, like you were in that other lifetime. Because I promise, bro, when the time comes and you have to bust your moves, your body's going to do it on its own, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, you're going to be like, I got to do this, and you're going to do it. Like, and it's going to be so fucking obvious and simple for you. And so you don't have to torture yourself by thinking about shit too much, bro. We can be as zen as we were in the fucking river washing the hippos, bro, right now. I, I, I am. Like, this is, that's how I am. That's, that's the life yeah. I lead. And I want more people to be able to do that. Like, uh, like the last, like, two years, I'd say, like, trying to, like, live in the now, like, you're not happy, like, where you are, but you can be like, okay, you put yourself there, but you can also make the best of the situation, too. Like, well, My bad. Uh, I was like, when, uh, let's say, like, I bomb on stage, I'm like, oh, I feel bad about that, but you know what? I get to go up maybe again in an hour, or I can do it, okay, where did I go wrong? Watch the tape. It's to be, you just keep going forward and it's not just bond, like the main key is just like showing up and you're with people you love too man like that's where i like to be like in the now or just like talking to you right now like we just dabbed it up and like i feel incredible like uh, it's like i haven't even really 
talked about my Avatar 2 experience. I didn't even tell my girl that, like, but, like, I'll talk about it Bro. to her tonight. She's got to see a podcast. Well, I'm, re- I'm really, really glad that uh, it just, for me, and I don't mean to interrupt you, man, but it, it yeah. fills my heart to know that you, you just shared that story with us, and it speaks to the level of comfort that we've facilitated in this space. Oh yeah, right? like we like we put in a lot of effort to make sure that you're really comfortable, bro. Like down to like it's like we have Cincy cubes. It smells nice when you walk in. Oh yeah, you have the music playing. It sounds nice. It it's clean. It looks nice. You know what I'm saying? And so right when you walk in, three of your five primary senses are impressed upon, like in a positive way. And the we're just really trying to like foster a, a positive environment over here, man. Like it's all good vibes, bro. It's oh, all yeah. good vibes over here, man. And I'm really, I really appreciate you for sharing this story, bro. It's really dope. Yeah, it just felt good to get off my chest, like right? talk about more because, like, I know it's like edible. It's your truth. But I'm like, you know, like I saw this shit, and I'm like, fuck, I was seeing something different. Like I was in that other lifetime, and like my girl, like literally, like hold my arm. I think she passed on the movie too. Like I just let go when I was watching a movie halfway through. I just. I was seeing my stuff, and then I just passed out, and then I woke up, and I'm like, oh, my God, everybody's leaving the movie theater. But it was such a good trip, though, dude. Yeah, bro. Like, I got to see a whole nother life. I don't know. Like, I mean, like you said, you let go. That's yeah. the big thing. And, and you know, all, all that, that that type of chemical state is accessible accessible to you all the time if you're just willing to let go. Like, yeah. it's, you know, it's hard to be that let go because, you know, you have to keep yourself safe. You know, you can't be that let go when you're operating a motor vehicle. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying, but at any point, bro, you can you can make the choice to to do that again, um, and you know with with that type of experience under your belt, I think that you'd do really really good with psychedelics. Oh um, yeah, like I think that you'd have a really really fucking good good time with it because on top of being able to let go and 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 be completely untethered like you were, yeah, you'll also have the chemical influence of the substances in your system that'll uh. I like to think of, of drugs as uh, things that alter my chemical uh, my chemical soup in my brain. And I like to think of different mixtures of chemical soup in my brain as individual states, right? Like the state of mind when I'm meditating in my bedroom and I'm high on LSD, right? If you could snapshot that that's like a window through which I was able to look into reality through. And I believe that the more drugs that you take, it's like the more peepholes that you've been able to look through reality into the real nature of the thing. And the more of these windows that we look through, the more robust of an image of what's really going on, we can create in our mind's eye. I think it's a very, very beneficial... I think that the utilization of drugs is incredibly enlightening, even if it's only insofar as it makes you aware that your uh, experience is influenceable by your chemical state, right? Even if it's just that simple, right? Like, to think that you could drastically change the way things look and feel around you by having two drops of a chemical put on your knuckle is incredible right like then and just that alone is an incredibly enlightening uh bit of awareness to have right that this thing that we have going on is that delicate and is that easily influenceable um i think is is something that if more people were aware of they would take more seriously the ways that they can influence their chemical states and make their own lives better yeah yeah like uh when I'm on the edible, like, I'll just, like, think about, like, how can I be better and all that. Like, I guess, Excellent, like... Excellent, bro. Excellent. Like, like, obviously, like, I'll, like, mainly, like, when I do the edibles, that's when it feels, like, close thing to psychedelic. But, like, I'll make sure I'm at home or something and be, like, this is when I go on a trip. This is when I think. Because, like, I need that long thought process journey, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, whatever I'm seeing, I'm in another universe or... Anything. Like, dude, even, like, when I'm eating food, man, like, I remember one time I was just, like, eating some cake, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm, like, in some aquarium or something like that in the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Dude, it was so fucking cool to see. It was so, like, I just wish, like, you could just get, like, a projector thing and just, like, see what people are seeing in their heads, dude. Well, I it's think so that, I think that's where we're going to get. <clears throat> I think that it's going to get to where you can see in your mind's eye what I see in my mind's eye, and that's going to create a level of interconnectivity that's really spectacular i think that that's gonna be oh. i think that's the direction we're trending oh, how long we've been going oh, we're, out of time. we're about an hour yep oh sweet well 
Man, that's great, 60 dude. 60 minutes? Yeah. Holy shit, damn. Yeah, bro. Shit happens quick when you're fucking partying yeah, and having dude. a good time, bro. Yeah, hey, we're having a great time, man. Well, I think that we can probably wrap up the podcast. I mean, I think that it is obvious that we have plenty more to talk about. I think oh, that yeah, we should dude. I think we should definitely uh, get together and just party outside of this, but uh, definitely should get together and do another podcast, man. This is oh, a lot yeah. of fun. Um I've got more stories. I know you've got more stories. Oh yeah, I bro. got way more, man. I was like, I'll uh, I'll save the time that I ate a chicken salad sandwich for part two, dude. Yes, that okay. story I gotta say because I gotta see the first reaction to that. Okay, the chicken salad sandwich, and 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 we might get to hear some some serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer talk on the on the shut up you'll listen. Yeah, dude. Um, dude, well, it dude, it has been such a blast. Hell I really yeah, appreciate man. you so so much. Why don't you? Um, for the sake of the people listening, give yourself one last shout out where they can find you, what you have going on, what they can, how they can support you online and how they can support you out in the world. All right. Uh, add me on Instagram, uh, guy Brown 100, uh, my Twitter, some Brown guy 100. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> beautiful <laughs> YouTube, uh, guy Brown 100. If you want to see my embarrassing kill Tony set, the interview is better, but, uh, and then, uh, Temporary hosting an open mic at Electric Church. Uh, sign up eight forty five. Show at nine. That's just temporary. See how long I do that for, and then uh, might have a show next month. We'll see. Uh, and I'm all over Austin. Beautiful man. Well, uh, again, I appreciate you so so much, everybody. I hope y'all enjoyed the the conversation. We're certainly gonna get him on the calendar for another one. Um, it's been real, everybody. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. Peace. That was great. Oh man, that, that was, was fun. That dude. was absolutely fantastic.